don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come at the king? You best not miss. You're not locking this Zone 32. All right, welcome back to the uh, Zone 32 podcast. Uh, Jake died, so I'm in charge today. Um, <laughs> real, real, real shame for all of you people listening right now. We don't have a professional host like Jake. Um, had his first good death on air, you know, last week in about six months, and then all of a sudden he just doesn't show up to podcast anymore. So he might actually be dead. Probably licked his fingers, stuck him in his socket. But uh, we're live with uh, episode 78. Will told me to make this the uh, Brian McKinney episode. I'm going to name this the uh, War Criminal Alejandro Villanueva episode. <laughs> um, we're coming off a down week, so I feel like we need a negative name here. We call it Orlando Brown Jr., the uh, furry fuck who thought that they were going to you know, beat the Ravens regardless. But uh, yeah, so we lost to the Indianapolis Colts in overtime. Ugly fucking game. Um was not thrilled with the outcome there. I feel like the Ravens shot themselves in the foot there. A lot of missed opportunities, you know, whether it was, you know, Tucker missing that 60-yard kick that everybody thought was going to go in. Just just nothing seemed to bounce the Ravens' way at the end there. Um, I feel like Jake would go to me for some analysis. I'm going to go to Grant for some analysis because Grant's actually here for once, so it would be nice to hear from him. Grant, speak up. Um, no, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, sorry for my absences. Um, don't, don't apologize. Don't apologize. Nobody missed you. It's fine. I'm back. So anyways, <laughs> before I was rudely interrupted, uh, but no, I mean, th- this was a, this was a pretty trash game overall. Um, there's a lot of things that I think that we can take from it in a positive light, but there's more things that I think we could take from it in a negative light. A lot of its usage, a lot of its execution, the offensive line did not look good. You know, we made a, they made an analysis coming in. Uh, coaching staff included that the Colts defensive line was their concern and it was a concern and there was too many free rushers when you put a hat on a hat or if you're slide protecting or whatever you're doing you've got an additional back that you can help with if we're not swinging the backs we need to put a back in that can help in pass pro and if we don't have that in a sense we aren't utilizing what we can do offensively now I still think that Monken is a little vanilla I still think that he is trying to get Lamar implemented into his type of offense. But I also don't think that he understands what Lamar is capable of. I think he knows in a sense from what he's seen on film and in training camp practices, all that. But I don't think he truly knows in-game situation how special Lamar is and how he can turn nothing into something, no matter what it is. You have to utilize that. Yeah, we were down OBJ, but Mark Andrews was there. Yeah, we're, you know, Gus goes down. That was probably, in a sense, and, you know, Hill being out, we talked about that, and I'll let Trippy get into that, but Hill being out hurt on third downs. Um, you got two guys coming in to man the backfield. One of them just got brought up off the practice squad that's trying to, you know, rejuvenate his career. The other guy was standing outside of 7-Eleven the past four months. So, like, you know, you're putting the ball in their hands in a wet game, a, a tough physical game, but you're not getting anything out of your outside guys. So I think that the schematics of it, they need to open it the fuck up. Long story short. That's fair. And so Trippy, you were there Sunday, like watching that on TV. I was 
fucking irritated. Like I thought, you know, I was expecting points. I was expecting, you know, offense to keep humming like they were in Cincinnati and it just didn't seem to happen. And it was really the Kenyon Drake fumble that kind of pushed things backwards. Was the vibe the same in the stadium that it was kind of like everybody was like, where are the fucking points? Why are we not, you know, executing here? Yeah. Yeah. Fans was frustrated. I even told Will early, I saw my man Spence. He was sitting in front of me. I was even like, just his reaction, you could just tell, like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, the coach, right, man, like, like, I just don't. I mean, they're all I, professionals, I think, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we were the better team. We should have yes, won that game. Right, Across we, the board. Yeah, right, we the better team. We playing at home. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just like, even somebody said this on Twitter, like, a couple days ago, like, earlier, like, it don't feel the same like the Ravens playing at the bank. Like, you know, but like usually when you come to the bank, teams, we come in there, we shut them out. You see what I'm saying? It just don't, it just don't feel the same. Like, I don't know. The, like, the, well, the I got night actually preseason this summer, I got, fr- I got quote unquote fried by some dork at NFL that I said that the bank doesn't have that aspect that it used to have. People used to fear going into the bank in a sense of the crowd was a problem. The Ravens played juiced when they were at home. Like, we had one of the strongest home field advantages. It was the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Patriots that dominated right. home games. We do, don't have do you, that anymore. Do you know what changed? I, I can spell it out. I don't I don't know if our fan base is going to be too thrilled with this. But, like, you know, Joe Flacco, Dundal, Kiro, you get a bunch of drunken white trash screaming at people, and it, it kind of intimidates people. It's why, <laughs> it's why the Chiefs work. It's why, you know, playing at the – the Patriots is more weather related. Of uh, you get a lot of warm weather teams that go in there and struggle because they're not used to playing in a New England winter. It's different, you know. I live here; it's just different. Nobody else is really built to deal with that. But the reason why the Chiefs are such a problem, you look at all the places that have great home field advantages, is that they got drunken white trash in the stands, and nobody's comfortable being there. And you know, Ravens have kind of lost that edge. They don't have the uh, drunken, you know, trailer trash in the park anymore. So. You know, maybe lower the ticket prices, maybe, you know, do some kind of Dundalk special. You prove that your, um, you know, your income's is cer- under a certain level and maybe you can get cheaper tickets. But that's probably how you solve that home field advantage problem. I you think it's a lot need- of the Harbaugh stuff, too, though. And, like, you know, we talk about it a little bit as far as how he – Harbaugh's been here since 08, though. I mean – No, know, but you I'm can, saying, can- like, like, recently it's gotten worse, his end-of-game script. So, like, when you're sitting there and you're at home and you're getting beat by teams at home that you should not lose to at home, it starts to wear and tear on a fan base. And you're like, oh, here we go. But I I mean, why? My bad. I was going to say, you read people with these think pieces of it's time to move on from Harbaugh and they, you know, sing Billick's praises. Like, you forget Billick held on to an offensive coordinator for way too long that everybody hated. You forget that that offense was always frustrating to watch. You forget that he was brought in to be an offensive guru and couldn't develop a quarterback to save his fucking life. So, you know, when you remove yourself 15 years from the end of somebody's era, you forget the frustrations of living through that era. And I feel like John Harbaugh's, but I feel like John Harbaugh is falling victim to the moment of, we know Lamar Jackson is great. We know this Ravens offense is great and they're not doing what we expect them to do. And so he's almost a, um, you know, he's almost a victim of expectations of you expect the Ravens, you know, on paper this year to be just this dominant offensive force. 
And last week they were not that. And it was for a lot of reasons. There was a lot of self-inflicted wounds. It was a lot of, you know, the offense didn't look right because you didn't have Justice Hill in there and you didn't have that running back that Todd Munkin really wants to roll with of a guy who can kind of, you know, path protect, you know, run in between the tackles, run outside the tackles and catch the ball out of the backfield. Like you really didn't have that guy, in the, you know, because Justice Hill wasn't there and yeah. Keaton Mitchell's hurt. And so I feel like you're in this weird spot of the offense looked bad for a, a multitude of reasons. You know, you had that backbreaking, not backbreaking, but like that momentum shifting Kenyon Drake fumble. You had that just brain dead special teams play of Zay Flowers fair catching that, you know, safety punt with 201 left. But that and was not running, but but it but it was on the team. He's and so, yeah, right. But why do you not know that it's two hundred one at that point? Why why was that not communicated to Safe Flowers? Is because my issue. If you don't listen but to John Harbaugh, you get in his doghouse. Right, but so it, like, if but why is somebody not telling Harbaugh there's two hundred one on the clock there? So there there's a lot of issues. I, I guess my point is is that just it seemed like anything that could go wrong for us went wrong there. Again, after the game, we did a uh, you know a short PSF live stream of like Lamar took that third down sack that you know kind of pushes back out of field goal range, yeah. which was an ugly fucking play. And in the moment, I'm like, why is Lamar trying to play hero ball? Zeitler got fucking murdered off the ball there. Like that that kind of stuff just seems to happen to us in the worst circumstances. Yeah. Again, Isaiah likely has a ball hit him in the fucking chest on a third third and six or third and seven. That would have been a first down. Yeah, and then the next play, you know, they they miss a blatant pass interference on Zay Flowers. Like, it just seemed like anytime something could go wrong for the Ravens, you know, on Sunday, it went wrong. The only and, I think the only coach that is really rocking shit right now is Trippy's guy. McDon- Mike is Mike is coaching his ass off right now with no matter who. Who he's told you that? Hey, hey, Grant, who who told you when we hired him there's going to be a great hire? The nepotism? <laughs> but you, told you're you? a Michigan guy. I don't watch a lot of Michigan football. I told you. I told you that guy fucking works. That guy's. Well, when you told is... me what type of defense he runs with, yeah. what we have, I was all for it because I'm I'm all about you know a four two five hybrid, especially right. in the he, He's just he 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 understands defense on that level that we have guys that fit his scheme, and it's all about just making sure they don't score as many points as they do. You know what I mean? It's all about limiting the the uh, the opposing offenses. You know points. I feel like Todd Munkin has not, and and starting off again, Mike McDonald has stumbles. You know, Mike McDonald blew that 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 lead got blown against Miami last year. We blew that game at home against Buffalo. Like shit happened to him up front, and he learned from it and he moved on. And what I'm hoping Sunday turns into is that it's a Todd Munkin, um, you know, learning experience of like, yeah, okay, like I put Lamar in a situation where he had to feel like he had to put on a cape and it didn't fucking work. And so I'm not going to put Lamar in that situation again. That's what I'm hoping for. And again, you know, I, I think Will and I have been on the same page specifically on this of that, you know, our biggest issue with Greg Roman was the lack of in-game adjustments and yes. the lack of ability to realize that what he was trying to do over and over again didn't always work. And what I'm hoping is that Munkin kind of sees that I got into these Greg Roman tendencies on Sunday and I don't want to fucking do that again. Nobody wants right. to be Greg Roman. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, the game it felt it felt like watching the Ravens in the second half of last year. <clears throat> so that was troubling. But um, bad weather, injuries. Um, you know, obviously 
the the bad the poor performance wasn't just the players. There was coaches who uh who who had a bad game too. Munkin was one of them, and he he took uh, responsibility for that. Um, you know, Grant pointed out. I didn't realize this that Harbaugh had told Zay to to fair catch the. Uh, the punt after the safety. And then when they put the time back on the clock, he didn't go back and tell him not to fair catch it. So, uh, so alleged, allegedly, if you listen to what Harbaugh said is that they were on the sideline after the safety happened and it said, you know, 157 or whatever the fucking number was. Right. And that he told Zay to fair catch it. And then they all went out on the field to field the punt or the safety punt and the clock updated and that change in philosophy was never communicated to Zay Flowers. And so my issue is that, and I don't know if that's some fucking game day compliance nerd on the sideline that's supposed to point that out to Harbaugh. I don't, I don't know who's responsible for that. So I don't know who to kill for that. But the fact that that was not communicated to Zay Flowers in the moment, because Zay's a smart guy. And I feel like if he knew there was 201 on the clock, he'd know to run forward five yards and run out of bounds. That's he like knows a, he wants uh, to run it. He doesn't want a fair but, catch. It. He wants but to but I'm saying right. I'm saying that I'm saying that Zay Flowers doesn't want to be in John Harbaugh's doghouse. Doesn't yeah. want to go against what he says. So if if John Harbaugh told him to field that punt, run forward five yards, and kill two seconds off the clock and run out of bounds, he would have fucking done that and been like, "Yes, coach, I'll do that." Yeah. Hey, Adrian, so, hey, hey, yeah. let me say something real quick. Go I keep I keep hearing you saying the doghouse, like man. I, I I I can't see John Harbaugh doing nothing like that. Like putting Zay in a doghouse, though. Like no, uh, he, he he's got he's got a track record of when rookies make mistakes in his book that he puts them in the doghouse. And so maybe Zay is above that. I I don't know. I just I just know. I mean, that, yeah yeah like, yeah yeah I, yeah. I get what you're saying, but like, like I you know from from wild. a Zay, from a Zay Flowers point of view. You know that you're coming into this organization that kind of um, puts rookies on a short leash and doesn't really let them, you know, if they make a mistake, they they pay dearly for it. And so I understand from Zay's point of view of if John Harbaugh tells you to fair catch that punt, you fair catch that punt. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. we were in that weird spot where, like, you thought the Colts might have tried to onside kick that. Well, and so you for onside. I'm pretty sure our hands team was out there. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So that's why Zay Flowers was back there, and it wasn't Duvernay fielding the kick because it was your hands team up front, and you thought that they might try to, you know, onside kick it off the ground. So that's just another, you know, unfortunate wrinkle, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of this weird circumstance where the Ravens were put in the spot that they needed to make the right choice, and they didn't make the right choice. And it was because, it, it was because again, like the clock changed and nobody communicated that to the guy fielding the kick. Here's the bright side, though, that we can all, you know, look at is with the injuries that we had, all that, the situation with that and that game as a whole, this team can't play worse. And they lost in overtime. Right. Right. It was that was an uh, that was an ugly game from top to bottom. And it still took somebody to overtime to beat us. So if our worst performance is that we lose to uh, I I feel like at the end of the season, the Colts are going to be around a 500 team. If if our worst performance of the year is that you lost in overtime to a borderline 500 team and you played your worst game of the year, then I'm okay with that. But that division's also, a like, mess. They could win that division. That division's a mess. Yeah, Who told I mean, you that what, division was going to be a mess? You did. I, I picked the Jaguars <laughs> to win it. But. Some, some nerd who said that the Ravens were going to wear white and purple this week and then they're wearing white and black. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It is unusual that they're, they're, wearing, they're wearing black pants three weeks in a row. Yeah, I feel like they're say I feel like they're saving the purple pants for when it matters. That's what I said. 
That's what yeah. I said. Prime time. Yeah. yeah, you know. They will be wearing purple pants in London. That much I can guarantee you. I'm not excited. What, what? I, I ain't gonna lie. That, that's a away game, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I they're they're them. playing they're playing home. No, no, but they're they're the away team. They're the away team. I can see them wearing I can see them wearing the same combo, the same combo they wearing this week in London. I could just picture that. But I hope so in 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 London, I feel like they should go white white because that'll appeal to the uh, home London crowd because you know they're all kind of like Cincinnati. You know, you want you want to get the uh, the home the home crowd's uh, attention there. So I feel like white white is the London choice. But that's Titans, right? We play Titans there. Titans, yeah. Uh, I feel like they'll put Will Levis in for that game. That, that's the Will Levis, the Will Levis game for the Titans. But um, I I don't know. I, again, like we could we could do Sunday to death because there's so many you know there's so much shit that went wrong for us that game that you can sit there and kind of microanalyze it. And I feel like Twitter has turned this into a fire John Harbaugh situation, and it's weird to me because. That's not why I'd fired John Harbaugh. That game went totally wrong for so many fucking weird reasons that just kind of all culminated into one and they lost that game. I don't know. I, I'm I'm willing to take Sunday on the chin and take it as a learning experience and move forward if we kick the fuck out of the Bronzes. That's that's I, the real kicker. That's the real kicker. Do they, do they do they come back from a shitty performance Sunday and do they kick the fuck out of the Bronze? That that's really what it boils down to for me. Of uh, I'm I'm okay with chalking that up to every year every team has that game they shouldn't lose that they lose I think Will said this on the PSF live stream earlier like you know it's it's any given Sunday it's uh shit happens kind of thing and like if I'm looking back at you know week three in week seventeen and I'm saying yeah that was the shit happens game I'm okay with that but like make sure that that's a shit happens game make sure that this is does not come you know like regular, regular things that happened to us. Like make sure that that was the mistake. That was the aberration. And, you know, come out on Sunday and prove that you're a better team than what you showed on Sunday. They have to. They, they, they have to, exactly. Like you can't have Todd Munkin put up back-to-back bad performances because then you get the, you know, you, you get the doubters outside and then that leaks in the locker room. And that's when you have people leaving, you know, fire Todd Munkin leaflets on, you know, the, uh, the castle's doorsteps. Because <laughs> again, like, that that was an internal thing. Nobody yeah. nobody has said that yet, but that was a player's family member or that was a player that left that there. That was not a fan. No fan is walking up to the castle gates and fucking tossing leaflets on the ground and say, fire Greg Roman. Like that that was a player. That was that was internal strife. That was internal drama. And the more you have ugly performances, the more you open yourself up to shit like that happening. So let's uh let's nip this in the bud. Let's come out and, you know, fuck Deshaun Watson up. Tell Miles Garrett, like, you know, go be a superhero some other week. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, we're not scared of you. And let's fucking ram it down the Browns' throat. I agree. And here, and here's a, here's a breakdown from the game. So, Ravens led in first downs, third down efficiency, total, total yards, total yards per play, yards per pass. They had one penalty for five yards to uh, Colts, six penalties. They were two for two in the red zone for maiden attempts. But they lost the turnover battle two to nothing with two fumbles. So you dominate every aspect of the game, but you turn the ball over twice. They protect the football. That's the difference in the game. Yeah, and realistically, it boils down to you lost a turnover battle and you lost the game because that fumble that Lamar had, I think it was like inside their own twenty, that turned into three points for the um, you know the Colts. That's the difference in the game. 
Well, Matt Gay apparently was like a video game kicker. That motherfucker was good from 80 on Sundays for somehow. Well, and, and yeah, you know, let's be fair about the, you know, the defense. Obviously, the defense folded in uh, a couple of key situations, but the, the kicker made four 50-yard field goals, 50-plus field they, goals. In the rain. See, so do you, yeah. do, you call that, do you call that a fold by the defense, or do you call that a defense did what they should do in a normal situation and the other team took advantage of it? No, You're yeah, not I'm, I'm, yeah, no, no, that's that's kind of my point. Like the yeah. the yeah. defense, the the kicker scoring twelve points, um, to me, you know, the defense isn't going to twelve isn't, points isn't gonna... in a game that came down to a field goal. You know what I mean? It's right. not twelve points in a in a you know forty forty shootout. It was twelve yeah. points in a twenty seventeen. And our kicker missed a sixty one yard field goal. So yeah, which and is that, uncharacteristic. You know, and that was that was good, you know. That and, was online. And Matt, and Matt Gay had 15, he had fifteen points for him. He had fifteen of their twenty-two points. Right. So like, right. The defense can't can't account for the kicker. Like, no. like you can't you can't have, like Rokon Smith isn't isn't uh, it, isn't covering the kicker. If you're leaving the offense, if you're leaving the opposing offense a bunch of fifty-yard field goals to make, and realistically, you're not expecting them to convert on all of them. So like, the defense did its job. And if you look at their punter, he fucking had seven punts with an average net of 46.4 and three inside the 20. Like, if you're controlling field position like that and your kicker's making 50-some yarders and you're not executing on offense, it's going to be a tough day. Jordan Stout had a good game, too, so I feel like you all miss flowers for that. Yeah, Jordan Stout's game. having a good year, period. Yeah, yeah. He was feeling himself out there. Doing his little, you know. Uh, yeah. The chip shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Jordan Stout critic, but that was that was cool. Yeah, Grant's a Grant's a noted Jordan Stout hater, and he told Grant to suck his dick. So I'm, um, you know, I'm cool with that. That's because last year he was trash, but I'm glad he's booting it this year. He does look good this year. If your if your complaint about a football team is that their punter's not good enough, then I feel like you're also a moron. So well, I mean, you know, you could say that, but. Punters are a big part of the game. The way that they can don't punt the fucking ball. There you go. It's gonna happen. (laughs) It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. But like you know, like I'm gonna get into a car accident at some point, so I have decent insurance. Like realistically, I'm not gonna bitch at my insurance because I. Are you though? No, no, I'm not because I don't want to get into a car accident in the first place. I don't want to punt (laughs) the ball. This is a breaking case of emergency situation of like I don't ever want (laughs) to punt the ball. I don't ever want Jordan Stout to be walking on the field. And so, like, I'm not going to criticize him to the extent that you do because I don't want to punt the ball. So, like, fuck Jordan Stout for existing. He's had a good year. He's had yeah, a he's had a good year. Yeah, you know. And again, like, we're we're in this strange spot of like we still have a new offense, and I know that people are not going to give Todd Munkin the same leash that they should because of how long Greg Roman stuck around for. And so I feel like Todd Munkin is almost getting, um, you know, normally if you fired Greg Roman when you should have, like people would be more calm and kind of let Todd Munkin work his magic or let him kind of figure shit out. But because John Harbaugh kept him on, kept Greg Roman on staff for as long as he did, you know, Todd Munkin's almost suffering for that. And so I get it. Like there's urgency. There's urgency. You want Todd Munkin to be like this savior and come in and save you off the bat. Realistically, that was never going to happen. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's perfect. There's going to be mistakes. That was the first game that was really played that close. And so 
I hope Todd Munkin learns from it. That That's really all I can take from it for now. And again, there were some concerning things that happened that game. As long as they don't turn into concerning patterns, then I don't care. Then didn't, again, I can. Didn't uh, Mustafa or Mustafer, didn't he kill a drive by snapping over Lamar's head too? Um, he had, yeah, he had one, he had one low snap that was they bad. Rolled it. Oh, he rolled it. But again, going into the year, Sam Mustafer was not expected to be on the team. He didn't make the initial, you know, again, like he was not. I was just we thinking about, not, like, random things that went against us. Like, random. Right, but that's Because right, he had a good saying, game like, against Cincy. He played really good against Cincy. He's been and, really and good And you can, you can kind of count on a, a bad snap or two when, when it's a, a wet ball and, and nasty rain like that, like, like it was. And it's, a ba- and it's a backup center. Yeah. So, again, like, if you told me before – if you told me how this Colts game played out before the season started, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Like, it's a bad loss. But we lived through it, and we watched it happen in real time. So now we're like mad about it. Yeah. What happens if we drop this weekend and we go to two and two? How, and how, how, how do we drop this again, though? Huh? Like, I, like if how, the offense falls. If the offense well, like, falls out. Well, like we look just like the Colts, like the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, like it, if, if we, we have it, opportunities it, on offense and we don't capitalize again, and the offense drags into the second half, and we can't finish the game offensively or put the game away, then what do we do if we drop to two and two in the division? If if the Browns come out and beat our doors off and play their best game, it's kind of uh you know hats off to the Brown situation. Like if they beat us, if they truly play better than us, then it is what it is. Like you know they they were they were the better team that Sunday. If we come out and beat ourselves again, I'm gonna be pissed because I'm gonna be like you know that's another game that we lost that we should have won. Yeah. So it, it really all depends on how we get to that point and. We won't really know if we're there until after the game on Sunday. I guess it's probably a good spot to, you know, segue towards. We, we've talked enough about losing to the uh, losing to the fucking Colts. Like, that That was an ugly loss. We can spend seven hours on it. But, like, when it comes to the Browns, to me, the big key to that game, now that Nick Chubb is not there anymore, is it's really neutralizing Miles Garrett. And we touched on this on the uh, PSF live stream that we did before, but, like, I want to attack Miles Garrett. I want to take Miles Garrett out of that game early, mm-hmm. and I want to make him mentally checked out of that game. And whether that's you know, well, you, you know what the key it, to that is? Yeah, fuck, Project fuck Pat, Sean Watson. you know, Watson has shown since he's gone to the Browns that he's a guy that can be contained. That he's really not that good. That you know, again, the Browns gave up four first round picks and gave two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed to a sexual predator who's really not that good at football. So, like, I'm not worried about their offense. And Miles Garrett is the one guy that I look at that roster that I'm like, don't let him beat you. And so Ronnie has been practicing this week, and you have Pat Ricard on the roster. So let's fucking make Miles Garrett stay miserable. Let's Moses let Ronnie playing a lot better, too. Yeah, let's let Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses, and Patrick Ricard ruin that fucking moron's day. Like, again, mm. you know, he – He's doing comic book drawings, you know, again, like Miles Garrett thinks he's a fucking superhero. Let's knock him down a few pegs mentally. Patrick Ricard will fucking murder that guy if you give him the opportunity. So let's let's do it. Let's let's fucking let's isolate that guy on defense. You know, or when we're on offense, let's let's isolate him on that side of the ball and let's fucking ruin his day. Yeah, Pat Ricard should get a lot of playing time this week. Patrick yeah, Ricard, anytime touchdown. Again, yep. hammer that. The the the, uh, the value on that was not good this week. It was plus thirteen. No, it was like 
Yeah, but that was because, you know, again, like the, um, you know, we, we didn't have just silt. So you're just taking running backs out of the situation at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for like a plus 3,500 this week. And I'm going to hit on it. It's going to happen. Big it's Pat coming. week. Big, big Pat week coming soon, eventually. I don't fucking know when, but I'm going to hit on that one time and it's going to pay for all the bets that I put in the past. So uh, I'm good but, with that. But look, back to this Browns game, though. Um, I wouldn't say I'm worried, but. If we lose to this, I mean, if we lose to the Browns, I mean, we'll still be good. But in a way, I would be worried because, like, you never want to lose to a, you never want to lose to division. Exactly, and then if you think about it, um, see, my main thing coming into the season was these conference games. I I love I want to win all the conference games as possible. So when we get down to the stretch, we ain't gotta, you know, what I mean, the seating won't be so crazy. Like, you know, we got the home. I mean, the advantage. I mean, uh, the tiebreaker. You, you know want, saying? yeah, exactly. You want to dominate the tiebreakers so that they don't come into play. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And like, this is the thing with the Ravens is that like, win the games you should. And so, on paper, this is a game you should win. I know right. the Browns are favored right now, but like, you don't want to lose to the Browns. You never want to lose to the Browns in general. But like, this is a game that we cannot drop because it could hurt us down down the road. So I'm and, I'm totally on board with the trippy. And not to bring up the Colts game like one last time, but like. Would they be favored if we didn't drop that Colts game the way we did? Probably because again, they're a two and a half point favorite at home, which means we're really like a half point favorite on a neutral. It's a, push, yeah. it's a three point it's spread, a, right? It's a, yeah, yeah. Basically, the home team gets the you know three points built in. We got injuries, you know. So I think again, that number that number goes closer to zero too, or or a half point or something I, like I, that. I, I, I would time. say I I would say by kickoff, the Browns are a one and a half point favorite. What are you yeah. my guess? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a. Um, you know, I'm not a handicapper by any stretch of the imagination. But I think a lot of money is probably pouring in on the Bron on the Bengals right now, and I think the Browns number is going to drop. That's on just the, on the Ravens. You mean? No, I'm saying I. I think the Browns, what their favorite buy is going to drop. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, okay, you said the Bengals. <laughs> you said the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. I've had a lot of drink lately. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Um. So. <laughs> One of the, I mean, making Deshaun Watson uncomfortable is important. So he, um, against the Ravens in his career, he's one and two. He is okay. What is his career? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say something off color here while Will's looking up stats. Make Deshaun Watson feel like you're a masseuse in the uh, room with him. So. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> so his his uh, his career completion percentage overall sixty six point eight, and he and that's is, down. I'm trying to do the math on this. He's like a three to one uh, TD to interception ratio, 101.5 rating. That's that's for his career against Baltimore. He is 65.6. So that's a full percentage point lower. He's got 605 yards in three games. So he's uh, he's averaging about 202 yards per game passing. He's got two touchdowns, two interceptions. A fumble and a, with a fumble lost, and he's 20 full points below his uh his career rating against us. So he just hasn't, hasn't played well against the Ravens historically. And I would guess, I would venture to guess, a lot of his yards that he put he's put up against us are late in games where we've already had a commanding lead against him. Well, okay, so here's another one. Was, he's been sacked 13 times in three games. Right, that's a, it, we we've generally kicked the fuck out of Deshaun Watson to the point where we've won by, you know, wide margins and that the end of the game doesn't matter. So if he puts up 70 garbage time yards against us, who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? So I, I'm thinking that it, it's even worse what you're saying yards right. per game wise. 
Yeah. And, and the, and the completion percentage too, I think, because if, if they're playing soft shells, if they're up, then he's yeah, that's, get a lot that's of easy, the thing that, you know, when people talk about Deshaun Watson, they talk about his, you know, Houston years and they're like high completion percentage, you know, put the ball where it needed to be. And we stop that because we get, we get in his face and he panics when people are like most quarterbacks. That's not like a, you know, that's not some like weird strategy. If you hit Deshaun Watson, he's not going to be good. Yep. And they don't have Nick Chubb to bail him out. You know, that right. that's really important. And like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to celebrate injuries, but again, no Nick Chubb is, is fucking huge. Yeah. That's a big help for us. That's, that's a guy that I, that's a guy I worry about. You know, he's, he's fucking very good. They don't have somebody like Nick Chubb anymore. Hey, Will, you say he won in two, right? You say he won in two against us, right? Yeah, one and two. And you know, his first victory, I, I believe, was last year, right? Yeah, and we had, was it uh, Hunter right. or Johnson that played? Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think, what was the score? 13 to three, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, uh, it was, uh, it was a low-scoring, ugly. Yeah, yeah so I mean. Jaren's Johnson game. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. I, I feel like, like for the Browns' injury report, too, because I thought I saw Kareem Hunt was not practicing yesterday. Um, because they just officially signed him yesterday, right? Or no? No, no, he played last no. week. He played yeah. last week. Yeah, he played. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Kareem yeah. Hunt did not practice. Is today? Today's Thursday. Okay, this is yesterday's. Man, we just gotta get this. We gotta get this offense going, man. Because I know Mike gonna get the defense running. Mike always gonna have a game plan. Mike, I Mike, the offense gonna do. Mike knows it's it's sixty minutes, not not the first forty-eight. Mike's yes. learned. And, and like you said, bro, Mike, see, one thing about Mike, we lost against the Dolphins last year. Yeah, we gave up the lead against the Bills. But you can see adjustments with him. Like, that's what I want to see with yeah. the offense, like, adjustments. The, like, Yeah, the Dolphins, the Dolphins in that blown lead moved the ball with ease. And, you know, the Bills had to fight for those yards. And, like, shit still went wrong. But, again, like, that was a much better effort from the defense. So, you know, Mike McDonald make, made those adjustments within four or five weeks. I'm hoping Todd Munkin is on the same path of that. You know, he's learned, like, okay, what I fucking did against the Colts is not acceptable anymore, and I'm going to make sure that doesn't fucking happen anymore. That's, well, that, that's, that's, that's that my Bills game. That Bills game last year was – the weather was equivalent to the Colts game. Especially. Right. It was, uh, it, it was ugly weather, and shit did not go our way. And, like – if that's the game you lose, Hell that no. you shouldn't. Right. Because there was it, that. What was it? The it was a blown. Um. What happened? Roughing the passer. It was a roughing the passer. Roughing the passer. Yeah, that bullshit. Roughing the passer. Jerome Boger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So Kareem Hunt pr- was limited participant today, but one, I didn't realize Marcus Williams is back full full practice. Yeah. Yep. He's playing. Yeah. Yeah. We got three starters coming back this week. Linda Baum, Kyle Hamilton Stanley. was back uh, at practice, limited. Justice Hill, limited. So they'll both probably be full tomorrow. I'm kind of mad. They say Linda Baum tried to play last week, but they had to save him from himself. Or so yeah. Will and I both got the same message from somebody who said that Linda Baum, if he was given full autonomy, would have played last week, and that he basically had to be beaten back by trainers saying that you can't fucking play. Which I don't think um, he was a difference maker, to be honest with you. Like I said, we, we said Mustafa didn't play bad. But see, the thing with the thing with that is that Tyrell Linderbaum embodies what I love in an offensive lineman. Of he's a fucking moron who does not value his own safety. That's what I want. I want because I feel like if you put that guy on the field who's just like you know fucking all about football and loves football, like it just that 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 attitude is infectious. 
And we don't have, you know, again, Ronnie, Ronnie's too smart to be a left tackle. You know, that's why he's so cautious of his injuries. That's why he doesn't want to play unless he's a hundred percent is that he's too smart of a guy to be an offensive lineman. Whereas you put these idiots out there who are just like, yeah, fucking, I can walk. So I want to win a football game. That, that attitude spreads. <laughs> it, it's again, like I just, you know, Trent Williams is a, is a guy that I look at as like an offensive lineman who, you know, is like taking videos of himself driving like 170 miles an hour in his Ferrari, like just total idiot. No, no regard for his own safety, but I would love that guy on the Ravens because just does not care about himself. Just wants oh, to fucking a, win football. He's a dude. He's a bully. I mean, he's some like he embodies what you want to offensive line. Do, yeah. do you listen? Do you listen to Bustin' with the boys at all? With uh, Luan again. Sometimes Luan, Luan, complete fucking moron. But would love that guy on a football team because again, like you just want your offensive lineman to be like, I want the shit kicked out of me and I want to win a game. That's 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 literally what you want our offensive lineman. Yeah, I would love to have Trent. We do like, I mean. Nothing against the offensive lineman we got because I love him to death. But yeah, we need like that bully. Like, you know what I mean? Like that Orlando, remember Orlando yeah. Brown? Like, we need a bully. You feel me? Like yeah, Orlando Brown's Orlando Brown Sr. for the records. Orlando Brown yeah, Jr. Yeah, is same, a, same, uh, same. 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 Orlando Brown Jr. just like uh tickles people in the pile. <laughs> Orlando Brown Orlando Brown Jr. walks around with a foxtail butt plug. He's a fucking winner. Yeah, tell Orlando Brown get a win against us before he started talking. Oh, I did. Again. I did. Oh, trust me, I did. I tagged him in that tweet and he did not <laughs> respond. I, I I called him a furry freak and I told him to win a game against us before he opens his fucking mouth again. Nothing to say. He's yeah. taking credit for a, a a team that he wasn't on. <laughs> I had a I had a Bengals fan in my comments after I tweeted that that said, you know, Orlando Brown Jr. has more playoff wins than Lamar. And none of Orlando Brown Jr.'s playoff wins came with the Bengals. It was the wildest tweet I've ever gotten. You, you, I wish I saw it. Matter of fact, send me that tweet because I'm going to say, yeah, and Orlando Brown got more Super Bowls than the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, he does. And I mean, guess what? Just... One, uh, at least one of those wins is over the Bengals. Yep. Right. It is. It is. I, I will find that after for you, Trippy, and I'll send that to you. because they Bengals fan, Yeah, Bengals fans just do not get enough shit for being no. fucking stupid. Does uh, Van should... Noy suit up this week? I think he might. So the Man. only reason the only reason he wouldn't suit up is that he doesn't feel physically ready to play. You know what I mean? I it, think he's, he, they, they said uh, he came well, in he, and it and it was the same energy as when Roquan got got there last year. Yeah, that's what Mike. Yeah, that's what Mike said when he was talking. So he might. I mean, I get a lot of you know again being up here. I get a lot of Patriots fans who will tell me about this player and that player and like the texts that I got about Vanoy were like. He's not, um, you know, he's not going to jump out to you physically, but like that guy's a gamer. And mm-hmm. so I, he's, I he's take Jared, that. He's a Jarrett Johnson. He's a Jarrett Johnson it, guy. Exactly. He's not going to he, flash, but he's going to do his job. And he's so actually, I, actually what I heard was the exact opposite of like, he's going to make plays for you because he has a high motor. And again, you know, this is kind of like saying that Patriots fans are racist, but like, they're, you know, the high motor, the high effort, the, you know, lunch pail guy like that. That's every every one of those like white guy stereotypes is what they give to Vanoy. So uh, I, I, you know, and again, I take most of their um, statements on football with a grain of salt because I find most of them to be morons, but they all love Vanoy. So, uh, you know, if that's a guy and we talked about this on the podcast before, but clearly, apparently they wanted Vanoy more than Clowney to start off with. So, 
you know, that they lowballed Clowney and that they gave Van Oy this offer and Van Oy thought something better was going to come down the pipe and it didn't. And so we ended up with Clowney, but now we've got both. So fuck it. Let's, let, I, let's I roll. I like those two bookending each other a lot because their strengths. The, the only, very well. the only, the only thing with the Van Oy signing that I'm slightly worried about now is that I'm a big Ty Spazer guy. Yeah. And I, and I feel like you don't bring in Van Oy if you think Tyus Bowser is going to be ready soon. Actually, Trippy, you saw Tyus Bowser the other night, right? Yeah, I was at his show. Yeah, do you have anything uh, interesting to say? Any any news to break here or no? I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, it's funny he said this too, if I'm not mistaken. The fan was like, hey, when you coming back? And he said the same thing, like, only time to tell. Like, basically like that. So, I mean, but you, I mean, you make a good point, though, because, I mean, they both play, like, the same to me. So it's like, is that something to worry about? But I mean, right, because we'll you know a lot of a lot of people credit our defensive turnaround last year with acquiring Roquan Smith, which is fair. Like great player, like do not want to take anything away from Roquan. But that was also when Tyus Bowser came back, and I feel like Tyus Bowser is a legitimate difference maker on this defense, and maybe not on the stat sheet, but just what he does on the field is something that you know you need. And so Kyle Van Oy can do that. So if Kyle Van Oy comes back and gets up to speed in a week, then that's fucking great. Like that's a guy that can fill that role. But well, Bowser it plays makes six me, positions on defense. Right. And so it makes yeah. me worry. It makes me worry. And have they released contract numbers for Van Oy? Or I, I haven't um, seen no. anything. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything either. But I feel like again, if if the rumor was that we lowballed Clowney and gave Van Oy more money or offered Van Oy more money. I can't imagine that the offer decreased that much to Van Oy. So it must be decent money to him. And so if you're willing to come up to what he wanted, like there's got to be a reason for that. And I hope it's that you're more worried about Oe and Ajabo and that Bowser's okay. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like Bowser is more important to the defense than those two. Might be a hot take. I, I now, don't do know. you think though? Okay, so I get no, that. No, no, no. I think I think you I think you're right about that though. I think he's more important than them two right now. But with, yeah. the, with the Bowser thing, could could it be that, or could it be that the news isn't great on the double O's, the job on Owe? So I I don't know if Kyle Van Oy is the guy that you go to if either one of those guys is going to be out long term because I no, don't Jabo, think he yes, Owe no. See, I I think it's the opposite. I I think that if Owe is out long term, I don't think a job. I, I don't think Van Oy fills that role well. You know what I mean? And so. I, I don't so know that's what if I'm that saying. Oja, like Oja, he he fits Ojaba's role better than Owe's role. Oh, I I, I I misunderstood you. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and maybe Ojabo's out for a couple of weeks. I, I just don't, you know, Clowney Clowney is always replacement. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just the logical fit there. I'm again, like if it's if it's one of those two, I think you can survive one of those two going down for an extended period of time. I'm not sure you want Bowser out for that long because I just don't think you can, you know. I thought maybe Trenton Simpson could play that Bowser role, but he's not. He he's too raw. You know, Trenton Simpson is. Um, I don't want to call him a bust because that's what morons are calling him online. But I I, I think that fresh. he yeah exactly. He's he's not quite ready to step in and produce at that level yet. He he doesn't. He needs more seasoning and he needs think, uh, you know. I think he's like a Zach. I think he. I think um, if I'm not mistaken. He, he remind me of like Zach or remember coming in playing special teams right. was like that's, that's, a, that's, like, a, that's a great that's a great comparison of Zach Orr's first year. 
he was yeah. not ready to you know compete and not ready to be a starter. But then Zach Orr year two was fucking ready to go, yeah. and that's that's exactly what Trent Simpson is. Is that he's not going to do something <clears throat> for your starting defense right now, but next year he will. Boy, one thing, one thing I can say about Raven fans, boy, they'd be quick to call somebody a bus or, yo, who was we could have took such and such before him? Like, just have patience. Look you at know Grant. I mean? Grant. Grant's getting nervous over there. <laughs> hey, I had one person that I said that for, and I'm hoping that they make me eat crow. Grant, you wanted Calvin Austin over uh, Jordan Stout. What do yeah. you mean one person? You have 47 people a draft. You're like, oh, I should we should have taken this guy. <laughs> You wouldn't want Calvin Austin over Jordan Stout? No, he's a fucking fast midget. We have enough of those. Fuck off. You can't go wrong with fast midgets. I mean, why, why time, do you love at, why do you love Steelers players so much, Grant? Like, I don't just something you want to tell us. This something is you want to tell us about something that happened in the are draft. You a Steeler, so wasn't a are you Steeler are yet. you are you a Steeler sexual? Is this what you want? Are you, you know, vicarious <laughs> there? Like I leave the seconds like, out of this. Crazy. Uh, I mean again. Shit. Like, Jesus Christ, every time, oh, this guy's on the Steelers. Oh, I loved him. I wanted him in the draft. Like, what the fuck, right? Jesus. I'm over here, like, wishing death on Steelers players, and you're like, oh, I wish we drafted him. Yeah, because <laughs> I had that whole almanac from Back to the Future where I knew he was going to be drafted by the Steelers when we could have had him over. You're talking I mean, about maybe. an in-time situation. Grant, Grant, cover your ears for a second. I'm going to say something on the air that I don't want you to hear. Grant usually <laughs> knows what he's talking about draft-wise, so – you know, maybe he does have an almanac, but um, I'm I'm muted. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, Grant Grant's typically right on draft takes. So you know, when he's talking about Steelers players and wanting to draft them, it kind of scares me. Right. Right, I, don't want, I don't want them to succeed, but there there's just certain things that I that Grant, I you miss you missed the last podcast because you got too drunk celebrating George Pickens catching a wide open pass <laughs> and running it in. Like let's let's be real here. So I don't know. <laughs> Nobody within 40 yards of the guy, and you're like, oh, I can't come to the podcast. You say wide open. I say he split three defenders with tomato, tomato, whatever. So, actually, Calvin Austin blocked one of them, and then one of them fell down. So, I, I don't know. I mean, again, like, I feel like the uh, the Grant, you know, were you like a Devin Bush guy? I was. I, I did like Devin Bush. I didn't yeah, think I, I, I wanted I didn't Devin think Bush. Was it, was didn't gone. Devin Bush go to Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I didn't I, think yeah. he should have gone that high, but I liked him. Yeah, love love Devin Bush, but again, Michigan guy. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of other Steelers. You, you're probably a Minka Fitzpatrick fan. No, probably love TJ. Probably love TJ Watt. I did. I did like TJ Watt in the draft, but I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a common theme here. Just great. We got, we got Marlo. We got Marlo instead, so I'm good. Or no, that was Bashad Perryman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's put a pin in this because I feel like Grant might work for the Steelers, but we're gonna have to revisit this at a different point. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just there's a lot of commonalities between guys in the Steelers draft and that uh, you know Grant likes, but um maybe when I'm more sober I'll uh, I'll investigate that a little bit a That's little it, bit though. deeper. I don't like Pickett. I never liked Pickett. I couldn't stand him at Pitt. Uh, not a Najee Harris guy. Oh well, yeah, it's a Najee. Right. It's a, a Najee curse out too since he took yeah, my flag. I saw you tweet yeah. that. You got to find yeah. those numbers and see what his rushing yards are. Since I think, I think he only got 130 yards. So this is the thing. Is, is Grant Grant doesn't listen to the podcast if he's not on it, and the reason why we discovered the Najee curse was on Zone Thirty Two. So, yeah, <laughs> I listen sometimes, not all the time. I listen sometimes, but you know, you've been on sometimes too. So, uh, just there's there's some things adding up here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we, we're gonna have to revisit the uh, Najee trippy beef when we're playing the Steelers because oh, I feel sure. like that 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 needs 100%. a full episode. 
That needs 100%. a full episode of breakdown. Yeah, hundred percent. Should we do scores? He's about to lose his job to Jalen Warren, so he better watch the fuck out. Jalen Warren Definitely. is 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 better than him. He is. And they just don't want to. They just don't want to admit they fucked up. Right. They they wasted a first round pick on Najee Harris, so they feel like they got to feed him the ball. They thought Najee was going to be the next Derrick Henry. And he's right. Just not. They definitely did. Yeah. They thought, you know, big, big athletic running back coming out of Bama. He's the next Derrick Henry. He's just not that guy. No, he, no, he, no, he another running back coming out of Alabama. Uh, Trent Green. I mean, not Trent Green, Trent R- Richardson. Yeah. yeah. Bo Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. Scarborough. Yeah. Um, who's the dude on the, uh, who was on the Jaguars? Um, shit. Oh, Damn. I know who um, you're talking about. Well, oh Kenyon my God! Drake, Kenyon Drake was a Bama, but um, Kenyon Drake was Bama. Um, who was the? Who, but who was the one? This I think he may have won the Heisman Trophy. T.J. Yeldon. Yes. Yep, yes. T.J. Yeldon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Did he win the Heisman? No, he didn't win no, the Heisman. No, he didn't. He was in the. He was a finalist though. Okay, yeah. and he I, had. A, didn't he have a? They won the national title, and didn't he have like yeah. a huge game in the national? He title? was like yeah. a smaller scat guy though. He was like a like a um, Mark Ingram. Type, yeah. type of player. Yeah. Don't tweet the Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry Fisher. Mark Ingram will block you. Just not play. <laughs> Just PSA. PSA. That 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 hurts Mark Ingram's feelings. Definitely don't do that. And don't tag zone thirty two. Don't tag zone thirty two when you do it either. Um. Yeah. So we can get sp- score predictions. Um. Trippy, I want yours first. Um. Ravens twenty eight. St- I mean, uh. Browns. Oh, we didn't, and we didn't do gambling either. Forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some picks yeah. for that. Um, Ravens twenty-eight. No matter of fact, let me switch it. Ravens thirty. <clears throat> Browns eighteen. All right, something like Grant. that. Yeah, me. Grant. Yeah, score. Um, I think it's gonna be a little tighter. Um, we tend to play, like I said earlier, we tend to play with our food, so we don't really put teams away. Um, I think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring of a game. Um. I'm going to say 20 to 17. I think they're going to have the ball at the last drive, and I think our defense is going to stop them from a game-time field goal. All right, that's fair. So I'm going to go next. I, I like Trippy's um, score difference of 12 there. I think we're going to win 28-16. So okay. I, I'm uh, – I thought you were going to do a bit the... there and steal my score prediction that you already know that I that I put in the chat no, on Monday. No, I'm not. I, 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 like, I like where Trippy's head's at. I think we – you know, I think we score four touchdowns. I think they score a little bit less, but again, I, I like I like where his you know spread is there. That we win fairly comfortably, but just score a little bit less. Okay, so my score prediction is twenty three to ten. We're going to score two touchdowns, three Justin Tucker field goals. Um, Cleveland's Cleveland's offense is never really going to get anything going. They may not even. Who knows? Maybe maybe their seven points come come from you know their touchdown comes from special teams or a defensive touchdown or something. But um, we're we're gonna win the game handily. Um, and I mean, I can segue that into my. So I just want to point out it, to me, I I feel like we win the game fairly easily. I think it's gonna be a little stressful to start off with just because it's a divisional opponent. Yeah, it might be I one think, of those things I, I where think, it's like, I think it's like it's, pressure yeah. building up until it until it opens up, and then I, I feel like there's going to be a big play. Um, we actually, again, so I tweeted this uh, that you know the worst thing about Sunday is that nobody's going to talk about the Kyle Hamilton breakout game, and we have not mentioned the Kyle Hamilton breakout game. That's true. If there's if there's somebody who is due by you know the football gods a you know a turnover of some point, it, it, it's Kyle Hamilton. So. I feel like this is going to be one of those games where it's, you know, 
seven seven or seven three or whatever it is. And then, you know, Kyle Hamilton gets an interception and momentum just kind of kicks in the Ravens point of view, yeah. you know, point, you know, side that like there's going to be some big game breaking defensive play. Maybe uh, George Pickens, you know, tries to do one of these lame ass, you know, push off a defensive back and make a diving catch and pops ball up in the air and Kyle Hamilton picks it off. I feel like that's what Kyle, Kyle Hamilton is do some kind of karma turnover. Right. So. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna that's my bold prediction is that I, I think Kyle Hamilton makes a um game breaking turnover and that's when things kinda you know slant the ribbons way for the rest of the game. So Okay. So um yeah, so my, my score prediction is twenty three ten and number one, the the value play of the week again is Ravens money line. Ravens getting plus money. Uh Lamar Jackson is nine and four outright as an underdog in his career. And we just said Sean Watson's one and two against the Ravens in his career, and and that was late last year. In I'm going to make a bold a bold zone thirty two proclamation here. If the Ravens are ever plus money money line, take them. Yeah, even if like it's a live bet, as long as it's like a yeah. first quarter, second quarter thing. I don't know. I mean, like you got to pick your spot. Like if they're down by three scores, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I probably, I probably no, wouldn't but it, do it, a, a live money line bet on them. But if they're if it's a one score game or it's before a game. And they're plus money. Take them. Yeah, you're yeah. going to, in, in the end. If you always take them when they're plus money, you're going to win out. So, yeah. so uh, we've been doing player picks, and I don't have any uh, queued up yet. I probably could have something uh, within the next couple minutes, but I do have a parlay, a more standard type of parlay without any any players involved. So I, I already took Ravens money line plus tw- plus one twenty, and it's it's around that still. Uh, I think it's like. Last I saw it was plus one twenty four earlier today, so um, it's 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 just hovering around plus one twenty. I think it's probably going to be like a plus one hundred, maybe a plus one hundred five or something by game time. It's going to be like basically even money. So if you yeah. want to bet it, do it now. And um, I parlayed Ravens money line at plus one twenty, under forty one and a half total points, and Ravens over nineteen and a half. So that was my that's like my middle my middle parlay. If you want so to the only thing that. I the only thing I don't agree with you on is the under. And you and I have had many uh arguments about this. I will never bet the under in my life. So uh, I'm probably not a good source on that, but I don't know. Life's too short to bet the under. Shout out uh Dan Katz, Parcel Sports. I yeah, I just feel like under 41 and a half with these two defenses going up against each other, the Ravens could score a little bit. I think the Browns don't really stand a chance on offense this week against the Ravens defense, especially because, you know, they're, they're getting back to, they're getting back to strength. Potentially we have Van Noy out there. So that's going to add some, you know, I think some awareness. Uh, so anyway, I just, I, I don't see either team putting up a ton of points and one of the teams is, is going to put up a, a huge dud, I think. So that's the Browns. So for player props, personally, I have the Pat Ricard anytime touchdown score. Again, I'm just gonna bet that till it happens. It's it's bound to happen. It's usually plus pretty good money. That's um, the Drew special. The uh FanDuel should like do a, a featured bet like the, the the Drew Ravens game day special and just like honestly give you like honestly we have an in with a FanDuel employee and I may reach out to her after this. Don't, yeah, just really like basically they should just like give double odds, like double Pat Ricard uh anytime yeah. touchdown odds. Or just call, gonna, it the zone, just call it the Zone 32 special. You know, yeah, there uh, you go. You know, yeah. the, um, 1057 the fan, they had a special one uh, on yeah, the other day, like Gus so Abazul Lamar to score the first touchdown. 
did you look at their special? It was kind of funny. So you had, you actually got better odds by betting on that separately than you did if you bet on the one hundred five seven special. Right, right, right. That's how FanDuel so, trying to get you. I, I call that the uh, Jason Lock and Fora, you know, um, penalty of you know they they employ JLC, so that's why they had to uh, you had to pay extra money there. But really, really, what we're here for is the uh, the trippy anytime touchdown scores props because Trippy's got some kind of fucking magic shit going on where he just knows he's going to score. FanDuel, I can't get player odds. No, I don't. Like get, I, don't I don't get them till Saturday. Yeah, I don't get them till Saturday. Yeah, yeah, they ain't on. They probably be on late on. They probably be on tomorrow, bro. But um, I like Zeta score this week. I like that too. Um, so what what running back scores this week, Trippy? That that's the real question. I think I think uh, give me Gus this week. I had him last week. He ain't score. Give me Gus this week. Tough division game against the Browns. I guess. Oh, you know what? I had him. My too. bad. My bad. Um, Gus, my guy. But scratch that. Give me uh Justice Hill anytime touchdown. Okay. I like Justice right. to score. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Grant, Grant, throw some uh, gambling takes in there. I had Zay. Um, I had Zay scoring, getting his first one this weekend. Um, I also could see Odell getting in the end zone if he plays. He hasn't practiced gonna... all week. Yeah, Odell, not, Odell probably don't play. Okay, so I heard he's ready, my... but so maybe I think I, they're I'm just letting him rest. I'm, here. yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people pushing back. Actually, you sent a tweet to a group chat that we're in, Will, that some idiot was like, you know, Zay Flower or um, Odell Beckham is getting used to being paid and not playing and blah, 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 blah. I feel like Odell doesn't have to practice anymore. It's and I don't know if I it's agree. a hot I don't know if it's a hot take, but like I would much rather Odell play on Sunday than practice Monday through Friday. You know, right. just, I'd just, like to see him get in. I mean, I think he would have to get some sort of limited I, I would work like, in, I would like, like a, yeah, a limited Friday, a limited, limited Friday workout. Limit, exactly. If he has a limited yeah. Friday workout and he's hanging around the team, I don't fucking care. Right. And like, you know, this is just me being like a a normal human being of I'm not going to read the injury report and be like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Like, you know, fucking Odell didn't practice. Who the fuck cares? You know, like yeah. I, 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 I'm fucking tired of our fans like freaking out over the dumbest shit. They're called okay. game, they're called the game checks. They're called game checks. Yeah, he's right. one of the ones that I I I think it's okay if he doesn't practice, but yeah. he's very few. Okay, so I would put I would put Odell in the same class to me as I put Ronnie. Of I don't give a fuck what they do for practice, and I only care about what they do on Sundays, and that's it. You know, and I'm I'm gonna start maybe putting Tyler Linderbaum in that category because of things that I've heard of Tyler Linderbaum's a fucking psychopath and doesn't value his own safety. And so, like, if you have a guy like that or you have a guy who's super injury conscious like Ronnie or Odell, I don't really value their practice status at that point. Because, you know, if you're limited in practice, it means that you could have missed one rep. It means that, you know, you were expected to participate in 100% of reps and you set out five reps and it's because – of whatever dumb shit it is. And so Odell strikes me as the kind of guy of like his left knees bothering him. So he doesn't want to run in routes. And so he's limited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't want to run in, in routes, you know, cutting from like the left side of the field to the, the fucking right side of the field. So I don't value his practice status anymore. And so again, if he's limited on Friday, because Friday is when they're going to do the kind of the walk through the game planning shit, then I'm good with that. 
So yeah. here's a personal question too. Not just with the drop situation from Likely, he hasn't really done a lot to impress anything this season, even in the blocking game. When do you give Volkolik a shot? Even when with Charlie Kohler. When, when, when do you give Kohler a shot is the first question. I've, yeah, he's been, he been that. He's in. in that. But, no, he's been, he been that inactive these last couple games. Yeah, he, he played last. He played Bengals, didn't he? No, no, he didn't play Bengals. He played last week. Or, oh, he played. He was oh, active. Man. He was active last week. He didn't play that much. But, this, but again, this, like, my go ahead. No, no I say, see, the, see, the thing about likely is I wanted to say too early in the podcast, like, I mean, yeah, when you get the ball thrown to you, your job is to catch the ball. But at the same time, like, likely he caught that first pass, but on that first drive, we ain't see him to like the fourth quarter. You see what I'm saying? Like, get him right. active, and, like. Instead yeah, of him blocking, like, push him out wide or something in the slot, like, get creative. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, what, yeah, he's a, he's a flex Y. He, and that's, that, that's what worries me about Likely is that I, he strikes me as a kind of guy who you got to get him, I don't want to say regular targets, but like like Trippy said, you can't target him in the first quarter and then not look at him again until the fourth quarter. Or I feel like he's going to mentally check out. Yeah, Good. last and, year they, they basically had to have, like, scripted it in that – they were giving the ball, so he was getting rhythm, and then you know, right, right. Then, then so you get let, then you get the the real Isaiah likely, but yeah, you right. Get him and in so rhythm. let let him, let him, and if that rhythm is that you only want him to get looks in the fourth quarter, and you're expecting you know crunch time third downs on to him, then make sure you get him a couple targets before that. And I don't know if that's fair to everybody else. I also feel like that's also Lamar learning the offense of. You know, Lamar is maybe not expecting Isaiah likely to be open. Sometimes that he is. And so maybe that just comes with time. I think that he's got a decent rapport with likely. So I don't, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the connection. It's just, uh, I think it's growing pains, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that this is an important game with the Browns in terms of we can't lose this game ugly like we did last week because you can't have two ugly losses back to back. And again, Will and I are going to be live for this. You know, Ravens are undefeated while Will and I are live for games. So, 1-0 in the division. I just think things are trending in our direction. Totally and I also, again. Three snaps last week. Yeah, right. I'm going to be on. Yeah, yeah Trippy, are you going to the game, Trippy, or no? No, I ain't, I ain't fucking with Cleveland. I'm going to stay my ass home. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't blame you. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. You know. Hastily made Cleveland tourism videos part one and two is why nobody wants to go there. So I don't, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. Again, to me, it's just, uh, you, you got to win the game because it's a, it's a divisional game and you cannot put up a performance like you did last week. That That's really the more important thing. If it's, uh, you know, Brown show up on Sunday and fucking blow your doors off because they just, everything goes their way. Like you can kind of, you know, wipe your hands of it and move on from it. But like, you gotta, you gotta look good. You know what I mean. You, you can't have an ugly performance like last week. That just can't happen. No, definitely not. And Grant, you asked earlier what what happens if they uh, they lose this game and then they go to two and two. I mean, there is a precedent for that too. Um, and that it is the same game we talked about earlier that the Cleveland loss uh, that in 2019 we got our asses kicked. Um, there were five, so new, like five, five or six new new starting players on the field the next the next week. So that's what happens. So I would like the record to reflect that Will is advocating losing this week. No, Thoughts? I'm just saying Grant asked the question. That That's what happens. Cause it's, I mean, so, it's the same so type Grant, of season. So Grant, so what you're saying is that Grant is advocating, advocating losing this game. Yep. 
Grant actually wants us to lose. Grant comes on the podcast once every six weeks, and he's like, oh, I want the Ravens to lose to the Browns. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Hey, it was a theoretical question because here's the thing, man. You got to think about that stuff because it, it has long-lasting consequences. And then the way that g- the games have been going with injuries and shit, who's to say, like, let's say we lose this game, go two to t- two and two, and then we have another major injury or something. Like, those are the things that – we unfortunately have to think about right now. So one thing that just popped in my head, do you only come on the podcast when Sauce Gardner has like a good game? Yeah, that's <laughs> how I strategically plan when I'm going to appear is when Sauce is Sauce. So I think Grant is announcing his resignation from the Zone 32 podcast, then, if I'm reading this correctly. You're saying he's not going to have another good game ever again? No. That sucks. <laughs> Fucking bum. Fill your, Fucking... fill your ass back up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, like I just I I hate looking back at games like last week when we're so early in the season because I feel like we're like too negative as a fan base of like we read too much into shit. Again, all week Fire John Harbaugh has been trending. You know, my timeline is full of it. Like I see it all and nothing people say is really wrong, but I'm also like it's fucking week three. Like, let's. It's knee jerk. It's knee jerk. I mean, yeah, like exactly. I'm a, like, I'm like, a John Harbaugh critic, but like my my reason. You're a you're a John Harbaugh critic. You're a John Harbaugh critic because you look at his 15 years here, and you're like, you know, we've only had one ring with the rosters that he's had, and you want more than that, and so that's fair. Like, I can live with that criticism. If your criticism of John Harbaugh is that you feel like the Ravens in the last 15 years have had seven Super Bowl caliber rosters and he has only won one with them. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. When it turns into uh, you know, fucking he he fucked up a safety punt in week three of twenty twenty three, I'm like, fuck off. Like that's not it's why a, you want to fire annoying, him. But I'm not even yeah. saying fire him. It's annoying. Yeah, it's, it, it's annoying it's annoying living in the moment of watching that happen. It sucks. But I'm also like uh a realist of We've been a contender for a really long fucking time. I'd like to win a ring. And I feel like that shuts a lot of people up. And so this is the kind of week where you can come out and make a statement and buy some goodwill from the fan base and shut up the 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 fucking, you know, the critics and the the constant naysayers. My biggest frustration with him is his zero lack of accountability. And my, like Todd Monkey coming out this it, week it's John accountability. I, like that impressed me. Am I am I impressed with his play calling so far? No, he ain't got but no choice. Now, okay, but Grant, Grant, again, I, I get back to this point of John Harbaugh has been here for 15 years, and if he came out and took complete accountability in your book, you'd be like he's trolling, right? At this because point, because yeah, yeah, but it, so, it's a step. So it, it's not a step though, because like he has 15 years of history built up with you. Of you're not going to trust anything that comes out of that guy's mouth. And I'm not saying you're right or wrong for that. I'm just saying that, like, Harbaugh is in this weird spot of, like, you are mad at something that's happened more often, you know, more often than you want it to for 15 years. And so I'm not going to fault you for that. I'm not going to be like, oh, you can't be mad at that. Because, like, these frustrating losses of losing games that you shouldn't, they've happened enough over his tenure where you're like, fuck this, I don't want to deal with it anymore. And I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but to me it's just like a – why are we going to fire the coach in week three? Like, let's let's no, fucking go into the role this year. If 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 we completely lay an egg for this season with this roster and everything, 
That mm-hmm. if he were to lose his job, that's an after the season move, not an in season move whatsoever. Right. I, I'm I'm fully on board with you there of that. Like this is his year, and let's see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, let's just. I, I would really love to just bury the fucking Browns. I would. Their fans. Their sure. their fans have been, you know, whatever. They're Browns fans. I just, I just want to fucking shut people up at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of them Brown fans. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of everybody who does not believe in this Ravens team. And so I, I need a, I need a statement game. I need them to come out and just fucking shove it down somebody's throat. I'll All the shit I, if we break thirty points for the first time in what sixteen games, I'll be hyped as shit. Damn, it's been Great. that long. It's, yeah, we haven't broke 30 points since, I think, the end of, let me see. I think the last time we broke, broke 30 points was um was the Dolphins game last year? No. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the Dolphins. Dang. Yeah, I think it was. It's been a while. It's tough. I mean, I don't know. The way I talked, Martin came out the building Sunday, man. Maybe he, he, he was just pissed off at himself. So, I mean, plus he going back home to his former team, so... Yeah, fucking shove it down their throat, and Odell's going yeah. back to the Browns. They scored, they scored 37 the week after against the, the Patriots. So they haven't scored 30 points since September 25th of 2022. Now, I mean, they have scored 27 four times. That's not but, 30, though. No, no, it's not, but I'm just saying. According to according Matt. Hey, I hit 10 out of my 11 on the parlay. I should get something. Well, I'm just saying 27 points is a significant number. I think yeah, it wins games. But nope. But other than 30. that, other than that, the the next closest is 23 and then it's When's 20, the last time? 20 so, or less. So 32 is the magic number cuz we're on 32 podcast. So 32? Yeah, 32. That's yeah. It's, yeah. It's the Patriots game. Yeah. If the oh, Orioles yeah. come if the Orioles can win the division, they could put up 32 points this week against the Browns. Right? Oh, now that I've made now that I've made it through this whole life thing, is it a dick move for Will to be drinking champagne during this? <laughs> you celebrate. <laughs> I mean, act like you've been there before, Will. You're like 73 years old. You saw the last um Orioles World Series. You, know? you still celebrate every time. Why? Dang. I don't. I mean, you, you don't like fun. <laughs> no, I just doesn't matter. I like actual fun, not fake fun. I guess I, I knew that, I knew I knew you were gonna do something stupid. I guess I don't care what you say. When the team wins the division, there's a celebration. Yeah, I when would, the team wins, I, the... I would have had one glass, but like, what? I, I don't have champagne flutes just sitting around. You know? Oh, yeah. Neither, neither, neither uh, do I. Out the bottle. Yeah, you always drink. You drink champagne out the bottle. Anybody who doesn't drink it out of the bottle is a loser. That's fine. And, right. and, and plus, it's been forty three years since we. <laughs> The last time the Orioles won a hundred games, too, yeah, exactly. 1980. So, I'm sorry, I can't relate. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just can't relate to you guys. To that so, don't worry, Drew. Oh, you ain't no Patriots yeah. fan, but yeah, the city of Boston, uh, Red, Red, Sox, Red, Red Sox, won 100. Red Sox won 100 games in 2018. So, you know, they won a World Series that year, too. Can you guys do that? I don't know. Well, you know, we don't wait around for 86 years for our World Series wins. <laughs> I mean, you're getting there, it's, it's been a while. Was it been 43 years? 40. 40? Yeah, 40. You're halfway there. Should I start singing Bon Jovi? You're halfway there living on a prayer? You were just making fun of me for like saying the games we scored 27 points. And now you're you're at half of the number that we were talking about before. Actually, less than half. All I'm saying is that you are trending in the direction of the Red Sox, of not winning a World Series for 86 years. Is that fair? You made it halfway there. It's been 40 years. 
Shit, at least we ain't like the Cubs. Well, they took 100. 108. And then they blamed I mean, it on a goat? Yeah. Yeah, what are you guys blaming it on? Fucking Peter Angelos? Seems like a nice guy. No, they Jeff, blamed it on Jeffrey Mayer. They blamed it on that other dude. What, what's that white dude name? Um, Steve Bartman. Yeah, bro. Why they do my man? Oh, that like one that? too. That yeah. up, man. He just had yeah, his headphones on. Moises Alou. Moises Alou wasn't catching that, whether or not yeah, Steve Bartman right. was there. Hot, hot take. Hot take. But, yeah. He was not I don't know. Again, Will Will blames a twelve year old for the Orioles not winning World Series. <laughs> that was the most blatant cheating of all time that has ever happened. I mean, oh, the the Yankees game. Yeah, I mean, that and was- so in, in, instead, you guys hired a GM from a institution known for its cheating. So, and then you all of a sudden got good while he got there. So I don't know. I got some questions. Is all I'm saying. I've never seen the Orioles video room myself. So <laughs> Michael Elias was oh, not implicated in any of those crimes. I, he was there. He was in the building for a lot of cheating going on. Just saying. People you know, people are asking questions. I might be people this time, but you know, just just would like to uh would like a thorough investigation from uh Rob Manfred. I mean, it's pretty wild coming from a team that had to fire their coach. So he just he took a year off for a year he and took, then he come took back. A, he took it he took a year off because he didn't want to be a distraction. I don't understand what the issue is there. That's a team guy, a team first guy. A team guy. It's interesting when he when he came back, the Red Sox were terrible. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I want, again, again, people forget. Like I was photoshopping Osama bin Laden on Alex Court's face long before I was doing that on Greg Roman. So that man is a legitimate terrorist. I, I you know, 162 <laughs> games a year, I would you know compare him to Osama. Greg Roman is nothing compared to him. Greg Roman has about four years of you know being a terrorist in my life before I'm even like comparing that. I don't know. We've gotten a little bit off topic here, but um, I yep. just feel like Will is prematurely celebrating an Orioles victory, and I hope that it doesn't fuck with the Ravens. You know, karma. No, I'm I'm just celebrating the accomplishment. That's all. It's a meaningless accomplishment, and you know, it's it's kind of like uh like our friend Paul said. You know, it, it's meaningless that Lamar was second in the uh, NFL in completion percentage. Yeah, well, so is, uh, like your birthday's meaningless too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not drinking a bottle of champagne on the podcast for my birthday either. I don't even know oh, if we recorded the, the week of my birthday. If, to be if honest. you did, it would be fine. I mean, however you want I mean, to celebrate. I mean, I mean, let's let's be real here. People had a whole celebration at the Capitol for your birthday, and then all of a sudden, it's like a national. <laughs> it's like a national issue. So you know, we're talking about birthday celebrations going wrong here. Let's 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 be honest with with, with what's happening in the world. <laughs> or will. Will didn't have a forty first birthday because of uh, because of some national events, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, I mean now now you're just <laughs> slanderous. Yep, yep. I mean I'm not slanderous because it actually happened. But if I ask people if I ask people that date and I said what do you remember for that, none of them are saying Will's birthday. I, I know that for a fact. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> well, obviously, but yeah, yeah. If I said my birthday, people would be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. So. My birthday is not synonymous with any, um, you know, national terrorism events, and Will's is so. Point true as usual. Um, yeah, Will's drinking champagne, thinking about his birthday and the celebrations that occurred on that day. But um, all right, so Will and I will be live with Trippy and maybe Grant. I don't know. It depends on how George Pickens and um, you know Calvin Austin and other Steelers players do on Sunday. Maybe maybe Grant will show up for that stream. Maybe not. 
Um, I'll be on late because we have lifting and film on Sunday mornings until about one thirty, two o'clock. So I can hop on, but it won't probably be till like. Well, what morning. what I'm what I'm hoping, and this has not happened yet, is that Grant will be canceled by then because of a uh, certain famous internet figure that I've pushed some stories to that has not uh, followed through on their end of the bargain. But um, yeah. So all right, uh, we'll be back next week to discuss this that and the other as jake says um we'll be back on sunday to live stream the game in the meantime i'm not gonna yell and die because i'm not jake uh grant or grant jesus max it's your time to edit in uh you know big screaming and then grant say see ya and I'm gonna <laughs> how about no okay did you say see ya it, it broke up what the fuck Hello? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Grant? Hey, uh, uh, I'll see ya. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Zone, zone 32. 32.